0: Magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish. For the skies with the angriest,
1: flappiest birds, and the seas with ridiculous fish. The touch arcade show is here. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show episode number 488 Uh, Coming at you live on a Friday afternoon I want to say sorry we did not have an episode last week Um, As I said before during the pre-show, the world conspired against us in a number of different ways The main one being, well first of all, so all last week I didn't have my normal internet I have the Verizon 5G home internet. Oh, all
0: last week it was down? I thought it was just Friday.
1: Nope. It was Monday through Friday because what they did is they... Um, so, the way the 5G internet works, if you don't know, it's like the ultra-wideband stuff. And so, basically, I have a base unit on a light pole that's right outside my house. And so, my Verizon modem actually... Needs to have like direct contact like line of sight contact with that base station and it beams Info to the modem and that's how I get my internet. How far Um, away is this
0: thing on the pole? What's that how far away is the thing on the pole from your house?
1: Across the streets and and across a neighbor's yard. So I don't know like 50 yards or something like that, but um so But but it works super well and I guess as opposed to having like lines in the ground or normal cable, you know modems or whatever um, super fast speeds, been really happy with it, had it for like a year and a half now and have nothing but good things to say. And then, um, the cool thing about the modem they give you for this is that when, if 5g is ever down, it has a 4g backup. And so even when your internet goes down and there's a problem, you're not without internet, you have 4g yeah, it's and shittier. In, my, in my location, the 4g is actually excellent. Hmm. Um, and so I've been able to work an entire day without really tripping on it too hard. Like it's better than hotspotting into my phone's, you know, LTE or something like that. So, um, so yeah, all last week I was working off the 4g backup because they upgraded the equipment and they changed the thing that's on the light pole, the base station or whatever. Um, and so until I could get my new equipment that could read the new base station, I was stuck with my backup 4g. That's surprising
0: Um, that they wouldn't like send that equipment out first, you know? So it's like, Hey, We're going to send you this new box. Uh, We'll let you know when when to switch it over.
1: Yeah, except that they have to do their whole thing when they come out and install it. They have to make sure that you're getting the signal right and that they put it in the right spot and stuff like that. Um, So I think they needed the base station up first so that they could test how good a signal you're getting when they install your new stuff. I'm
0: surprised it's still so fiddly (laughs) with like line of sight requirements and stuff like that.
1: very fiddly, yeah. Um, it's actually funny because, um, there was a huge windstorm back in January, um, that knocked over all sorts of trees and stuff. I think I sent you a couple pictures of, of giant trees being knocked down in my neighborhood and everyone's fence is getting blown over and all that good stuff. Um, but anyway, so my neighbor, my next door neighbor, whose, um, house is directly across the street from where this light pole is with the base station had a giant tree kind of in the line of sight, but not really just some of the branches. And I think it would occasionally interfere with my internet being able to connect wow. better. You know what I mean? Um, especially like in the springtime, like now when all the leaves are starting to come back and stuff like that. Um, and so, I was But it was never like a huge issue or anything like that. But um, after that giant windstorm, he hired people to come and cut that tree down because it was big and it would have fell on his house if it ever did fall over the way it was like leaning and stuff. And so he wiped that entire tree out. And so now there's nothing blocking from my house to this light post base station thing or whatever, which is pretty cool. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, it is really it needs this line of sight and all this stuff. And um, but my location, my house, it's been all good. I've been really happy with the service or whatever. So even even with all that and even with the very good 4G backup, um, I don't think we would have been able to do like a video podcast last week, but we probably could have done a voice one. okay. Yeah. um but still internet problems were was like thing one that happened that was like oh i don't know if we can record so and then thing two was um well you had your whole body rash oh yeah it was it was how's bad. that going uh, weirdly still fine
0: bad. no i'm fine now i don't it went totally away and it's all yeah. cleared up yeah nice so, so this time, like, i think you... that was a i think it was a covid vaccine side effect though
1: yeah, so originally, you had had... I, I had really gnarly
0: poison ivy, that which right. I know was poison ivy because I know I was in contact with a plant. I was being a dipshit. I didn't know exactly what I did. And then yep. got the COVID vaccine and then was like, how the fuck do I have poison ivy again? How is it a million times worse? Right. And then, like, I was kind of, you know, a week or so later, I was reading like, oh, no, some people just get, like, huge rashes as, like, a response to it.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. So, um what we're thinking happened to you is that your poison ivy overlapped into vaccine mm-hmm. rash time um but either way at this time last week you were like oh yeah rash, i was,
0: I was so yet. i was in bad shape
1: yeah so that was another thing that happened and then so also vaccine related is uh, on <laughs> Thursday i got my second vaccine shot and um the first time around i got the shot this is the moderna moderna whatever yeah, I, it is i'd say um, one i got mine last yeah, monday yeah you got your second one last Monday. Yeah. And so, Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Cause you were telling me. So, um, the first shot I had not crazy side effects, definitely a sore arm for like four or five days. Um, but then felt a little crappy like that night and a little bit foggy like the next day. And then that was it. And that was like the extent of the first shot side effects. And so the second shot I get, um, sore arm, but not quite as bad. But then nothing else, no foggy brain, no feeling bad, whatever, um, for the rest of the day after I got it. Yeah. And then in the next morning, I was like, dang, I feel fine. I think I'm not mm-hmm. going to have any side effects or whatever.
0: What time of day did and you then, get your, your shot, the your second one? What,
1: the second one I got on a Thursday at noon. Okay, yeah, and, so
0: we're pretty much the same
1: when we got our shots done. Because so, I went through the so, same
0: shit. I was like, I got mine Monday at noon and was like, man, I feel fine. Like, I was doing yard work <laughs> Monday night. Like, I was doing... Yeah. You know, like all kinds of crap like that, and yep. um, yeah, it was it was just fine. I don't know how my dog.
1: And so, there, we, usually we start recording it's around between like noon and one my time, usually, and um, and so it's rolling around to being like almost recording time, and I'm like, it went downhill fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude, I do not feel good. I don't know what's wrong, but this all kind yeah. of hit me out of nowhere. Mine was like I, almost I, I,
0: exactly 24 hours after my shot. Like, like they me
1: 24 hours, almost exactly. Yeah. And it was the same almost exactly where I was like, that's so weird. Um, and so I felt crappy basically the rest of that night. Um, and the next day, same sort of thing, like better, but still crappy, but also like the foggy brain thing, which really just, I, I'm not a fan of. So, um, yeah, that was the the third big thing that kind of put the nail in the coffin of doing the podcast. Was that I just out of nowhere felt like Garbo um, from the second shot or whatever. Yeah, but um, I was really so here surprised
0: how shitty I felt and how quickly it came yeah. on too. Like
1: it's exactly because I did the
0: same thing you did where I like woke up in the morning. I was like, man, I don't know what everyone's talking about. Like I yeah like I feel a little shitty, but I mean, like you know. Like, it basically felt like a really, like, low-tier hangover for me when I woke up. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, yeah. I dodged yeah. a bullet on this one because I had friends that were like, oh, dude, is the worst. And, yeah. yeah, like, exactly 24 hours later, I was like, oh, I'm fucking done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, we went down the exact same path. Um, but it's cool so now. You, I mean, it, it lasted a couple of days yeah. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, it's it's a huge relief to have,
1: like, completed the vaccination, though. I yeah. mean, like, really. Well, now they're talking about maybe getting a third shot to people later in the year or something like that, which is like, whatever, bring it on. Um, but I think, uh, I think now the way to do it, would be like schedule it. So you're getting your
0: vaccine like Friday morning, knowing how you respond to it now, you know, so you can just like sleep Saturday
1: and just then you have a couple days off. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, yeah, I agree. Nice to get those things out of the way. And, um, uh, yeah, the other hopefully. crazy
0: thing that happened to me so so last week um so i had the um i had the, got the vaccine on monday felt like complete dog mm-hmm. shit on tuesday and then wednesday i'd like mm-hmm. hit a point with this rash where i was like, okay like i need to see a doctor this is uh-huh. just like unbearable how miserable mm-hmm. i am with this um So, so I, you know, we moved to Tennessee a a year ago and I haven't established myself as a new patient anywhere. Right. So I was like Mm -hmm. called like the local doctor that, and they're like, oh yeah, we can see you, but you need to be, you know, we need to do a new patient, like physical stuff. Mm Soonest to get you in is like next week. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. fine. All right. Um, So I do one of those virtual doctor visits. Right. And the dude, it was fucking weird because it was like maybe 90 seconds long. I was like, yeah, I think I have really bad poison ivy. Like. It's it's just like really uncomfortable. It's all right. over most of my body, like it really sucks. And he's just like, yeah. all right, yeah, cool. Uh we'll prescribe you a steroid, 10-day thing. Um, you know, I'm sending it to the pharmacy you put in. Um, you know, have a good day. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. So I go, I go and I pick the shit up from Walmart and I like take the and I talk to the pharmacist too. And the pharmacist is just mm-hmm. like I show him like the rash I've got, and he's like, Oh my god, like you should it was kind of late in the day. He's like, If I were you, like, you're supposed to take these one, like, spread them out, like, so three pills every day. But he was like, but if I were you, I would take one immediately, and then, like, in, like, two hours, and then in another two hours, so you, like, really get ahead of this. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever, man, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um And so I'm, I'm at home, and I'm sitting around, I'm like, man, it seems really odd that, like, both this doctor and the pharmacist didn't ask me if I've been vaccinated recently or... Because I just feel, I feel like, like, no COVID questions were asked, right, at all. And I was just, like, sitting there stewing, being like, this is really odd. Like, after a while, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do another virtual visit. I'll pay another $20 copay or whatever it costs, just because this is, like, really bothering me. And, um, yeah, so the next doctor, I was like, I gave him a rundown of what was going on. He's like, oh, that sounds terrible. And I was like, yeah, so... um, I got the second Moderna shot on Monday and like no one asked me anything about this. And I feel weird. Like, <laughs> he's like, Oh my God, like you shouldn't be taking steroids. Like, like uh, how many have you taken, like stop taking it immediately. Like you need two weeks after any vaccine before you should be taking medication oh like this. And I was just like, Oh my fucking God. And I was like freaking out. I was like, do you think I like messed up my vaccine? He's like, no, no, no. I mean, you've taken so little that, yeah. but if you would have taken it the whole way, like it would have been bad. Like you probably, wow, you know, it would have, Basically canceled out the effects of the uh, second shot.
1: So no kidding, and that's crazy.
0: So, the guy just didn't ask me shit. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah, here you go.
1: You'd think that by now that should be like question number one, right? Whenever you're giving anyone a me- another medication, is like, yeah. Because like, everyone's getting vaccinated right now. So it's, it's like, well,
0: even just asking me, like, hey, have you had COVID recently? Have you been exposed to COVID? Like, yeah. You know, it's part of, like, yeah. the, the cursory questions, like, you know, are you a smoker? Like, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, have you had COVID recently? Right. you know anyone that's had COVID recently? Yeah. I don't know. It was really strange. That so, is really strange. I guess the moral of the story is you don't use those virtual doctor visits for anything that's, and, like... Something that you aren't sure what you have, you know, like, yeah, I've used them before when I get because I get uh, ear infections all the time, like, that's like mm-hmm. my thing, you know, and I just basically mm-hmm. need amoxicillin and I'm good to go. And like, I've used them for that, but yeah. this is the first time where I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me and I'm gonna do this thing because I can't get into a doctor until next week. So,
1: dang, well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't die, yeah, and all that, yeah, yeah. So that would have been bad,
0: still alive somehow,
1: this yeah. godforsaken <laughs> planet. Uh so anyway, COVID fun times out of the way. We're both all vaxxed up. Uh time to go nuts and just open mouth kiss everyone you see on the street That's what I've been doing. Finally get back to normal. <laughs>
0: that's exactly what I've been doing. When I see a uh a bottle of soda and on top of a trash can that's still got a little bit yeah. in it, I just pound that down. Yeah. Uh yeah, like any know, cigarette like I usually do. Any cigarette <laughs> I see that looks like it could still be smoked just a little bit, I'm all about
1: yeah. like yeah yeah
0: Um, yeah. you know it's back to normal it's great
1: (laughs) um so we actually have restaurants
0: uh, i'm like hey you gonna finish that Yeah.
1: yeah. can you lick my food for me before (laughs) i eat it yeah um
0: (laughs) i I don't have any silver can i just get yours looks clean enough
1: yeah Yeah, baby burden food to people in restaurants (laughs) yeah
0: it's nice to be back to normal
1: um so we actually have. Uh, I dug into last week a little bit to get some game related stuff to talk about. We actually have a ton of stuff to talk about game wise, which uh, is good because I feel like the last podcast we did, we talked about one game. Thing. Can we talk about Runescape? And the rest was a bunch of BS. Uh, yeah, I got Runescape in, in the there somewhere. Okay, cool. Do you want to move it to the front or? No, okay. I don't care. Just, just want to touch oh, sure. it. Because okay.
0: this, this okay. weirdly enough, I went to remember I went to that RuneFest, like pff, yeah two years. This this is a couple years ago. Finally,
1: is no. out now yeah right i know I was like <laughs> well i had to look up well we'll, well we'll get to that when we talk about it yeah, but anyway yeah. um so i'll start off so i don't get messed up i'll stay in order but um so last week uh this was a surprise to me bike baron 2 was announced and it's uh up for pre-order and it's coming out may 27th um the original bike baron man that it came out a long time ago 10 yeah. years actually
0: That's how I got Uh, introduced to that lunatic, uh, L-U-K-W-T-W-Z or whatever his name is. Look with some Twitter or whatever. He's like a mega bike baron weirdo. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. That's, that's that's how he found Touch Arcade was, uh, that's, that's how we ended up banning him because he was just being a absolute maniac in the bike baron threat.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh. That's what my favorite die. weirdo online is this guy, consistently.
1: He's he's truly year truly over year. Got the screw, just, loose. Yeah, yeah. screw loose. Complete screw loose. Like tweet tweeting things at Obama every day and stuff. Mm. <laughs> like super not funny, just but, Obama,
0: like all sorts of random people. It's like, why are you even doing this? Just yell out your yeah. window because like <laughs> yeah, Meghan did. Markle is not going to respond to you. Right. No, what yeah. this guy does, <laughs> he'll like tweet it like the his big thing. I don't know. I think he's I don't know what his deal is, but like so he was playing Wipeout on the PlayStation and Mm -hmm. was like complaining about like frame drops in the game. And so he would complain to like the CEO of Sony Mm -hmm. and then would just like start replying to himself, but like including like other celebrities in the complaint. Or like the FBI account. Yeah, like, yeah really, like the FBI and stuff. Like I don't know. Like I was,
1: FBI, look into these practices. This is illegal, this um, frame rate.
0: No, like the Better Business Bureau and like the, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. Like yeah. like the fucking CEO of Sony is going to see some nut that's like posting on Twitter, like including Meghan Markle and the Better Business Bureau and be like, oh man, we, this is, we fucked up. We got to go
1: fix Wipeout on PS1 right away. (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, that's a a pretty awesome memory of of the original bike brand. But it did trick me out that this game came out um, almost 10 years ago. And it's funny because it was before... Um, Red Links. So, so the original Bike Baron—it's like a side-scrolling physics motorcycle game, very mm. much like um, Trials. So trials. It's games. like a wacky, wacky Trials, basically. Yeah, wacky Trials, and um, it was before Red Links actually did bring the actual Trials to mobile with Trials Frontier, which that oh, also surprised I me. I didn't, I didn't realize Link. it was. <laughs> this,
0: I didn't connect dots on that. I didn't realize it was the same. Or wait, it's not the same.
1: Same developer, right? That's not what you're saying, is it? No. Okay. No, No. No. The trials people, however, the funny full circle-ness of this all is that um, one of the guys from Mountain Sheep, the original developer, worked at Red Links back in the day um, and Ubisoft and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I don't know if it was during the trials era or not, but I kind of think it was. And so I think there's some trials influence because uh, one of the old co-workers was on the team that made the original bike Baron, which I think is funny. But anyway... Yeah, I was going to say um, this
0: is a mountain sheep thing. I didn't, I didn't know they were related really to Red Links at all. But I guess that yeah. kind of
1: tangentially, I, I think suppose, by way of a, a former employer too, or something like that. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's funny. And then uh, same thing with um, the uh, developers of Badland. Do you remember the Badland games? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frogmind was was created by somebody that was formerly from Red Links or whatever, hmm. um, and. Frogmind, I don't think is a thing anymore. But one of the guys from Frogmind branched out to do his own company called Murina, and that is actually who is helping develop Bike Baron too. So like okay. the links are all still there of yeah, all the yeah. OG. That's cool. Um, and then the funny thing is this is being published by um, Cornfox, which is the Oceanhorn people. Yeah. And um, that almost sounded out of place too. But then I started looking into it, and back in the day, Cornfox actually. Like, co-developed or possibly just published um, the Death Rally remake that Mountain Sheep did um, back in the day for uh, for Death Rally. So, it's, like, weird that all these links are connected and it's all, like, a big circle. And, and yeah. even 10 years later, it's, like, all the same who's who's all involved in this Bike Baron, too. But anyway, so the first Bike Baron was great. Um it got pretty, I think it switched to free to play at one point. I think it was one of those, like it came out at a dollar and it yeah, should, it was, it
0: should be yeah, or something it like came that. out at a weird time where it probably like, I'm sure they started developing it as a, as a premium game. And then it became like very apparent that it should have been free to play, but they released as premium anyway. And then did like one of those awkward transitions that never panned yeah. out.
1: Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, that was the
0: case, but it was super popular, Um, I mean, that's the story of like every game that came
1: out inside of like this two to three year period that the 2010 to 2012 era. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the original bike Baron, um, was really popular, did really well and was supported for a number of years. Um, although the, the updates finally did dry up, um, several years ago. So anyway, bike Baron two looks what, like what you'd expect from a sequel. It's like a same kind of deal. It's got better visuals and stuff but all brand new tracks and things like that. This will be a premium game. Uh, it's going to be $7. I'm surprised and this is not an Apple Arcade thing, honestly. kind of seemed like something that would be an Apple Arcade game. I totally agree with you. Um, but anyway, uh, looks really cool. Love the first game. Happy to see a new one coming out. And it uh, launches on May 27th. You can pre-order it now. 7 bucks. Probably going to be worth the cash i would think based on the original so our old friend bike baron making a comeback which is pretty cool um so moving on this was a really strange story to me um payday crime war do you remember when they first announced a payday mobile game yeah it was everyone lost their mind about it 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 was back it was at e3 in 2015 so almost six years
0: ago but remember this i don't remember if it was the same e3 or um another one but like the EA's presentation like included that like, hey, guess what? Frostbite engines coming to mobile, and with it, we're bringing like, yeah, I, I think this was part of it. Like, we're bringing game X, Y, and Z, and it was
1: like all these like, you know,
0: console franchise kind of thing. I don't
1: remember, but I do remember because I, I remember that. But um I, I don't. I think that was uh earlier. I think that was a couple years earlier oh, than this. Yeah. Even. Well, either way, nothing ever came of that. I mean, mobile was a big thing. And we're actually... Oh, yeah, this was 2013. Um, So this was a couple years earlier. But one of the stories I'm going to get to actually is semi-related because uh, a new Battlefield game was announced for mobile. So another weird long-time full-circle thing. But anyway, so Payday Mobile was announced, E3 2015. um, And then you didn't hear anything about it for, like, another year. And so E3 2016 it was like oh hey here's payday mobile still is a thing it's actually called payday crime war and here's what it's going to be it's not it's not exactly like the console games that are like the cooperative heisting games um, it's actually going to be more like a traditional 4v4 first person shooter where one team one side is the heisters one side is the cops right and they're going to they're going to you know, pepper in elements of the Payday series, which have to do with like cracking saves and doing doing heisty stuff. So, um, they kind of like announced what it was going to be at that year's 2016 or uh, 2016 E3, um, basically just unveiling some new details and being like, hey, this thing still exists. It's still in the way. Well, fast forward like another year, you don't hear anything about it or whatever. Um, and then they uh, finally release a new gameplay trailer and talk about it's going to come out soon, whatever. And then you don't hear anything about it for over a year from now we're in 2018. Right. So it's saying it's, it's always been a weird thing where it's like, what the hell is going on with this game? You don't hear any details about it, but you keep hearing that it's still a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So 2018, they had a closed beta for it. And then um, it apparently was in closed beta or like a soft launch sort of phase for most of 2019 and then the last news we had on the game was that um, in November of 2019 they're shutting it down, and it's like okay, it's like this game's been in the works for like four and a half years. We've seen very little of it. What's going like? What sort of development hell has this thing fallen into? It makes you wonder if this is uh, just kind of like some someone's like
0: pet project that is worked on in like you know in the back burner well, of. You know.
1: So what it, it turns out is that. Um, it's actually changed developers like several times in that four and a half years. So that mm. explains a lot too. Um, and then the most recent shutdown, when it got shut down in 2019 from its soft launch or whatever, was because the game's publisher was NBC Universal, their mobile division. NBC Universal shut their mobile division down. Cool. <laughs> and so it like basically put this thing in a weird limbo of not only did it like bounce from developer to developer, but now its publishing house got shut down. And it was just sort of stuck of like – so I think that's when they were like, pull the damn plug um, because we need to figure out what to do with this thing. So so they essentially were like, it might come back someday, but it's getting shut down now. And I think the popular opinion was like, this thing's not coming back, right, after yeah. four and a half years of right. nothing. So anyway, that was incorrect. It is coming back. It was resurrected, and um, now it's been given off to yet another uh, mobile studio who's going to totally take over um, finishing it, they're actually giving, being given part of the deal with um, the uh, you know, parent company of this uh, Starbreeze. Is that right? Um, is that they get all the original source code and stuff like that and essentially should be able to start, pick up where it left off. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I guess what will what be interesting to see with this though is that like, man uh, things have advanced a lot in four years you know like how much okay. of that um you know four-year-old code base is even anything that anyone cares about you know very
1: true i totally w- you know, i'm very curious to see
0: like four years ago if you were gonna make a payday game it would probably be like well like clash of clans kind of like um yeah. <laughs> game of war kind of style menu driven game but now right. in 2021 when you've got you know like a weirdly good version of Call of Duty and stuff. Like yeah. I feel like if it's not a full-blown, yeah. like, you know, 3D, um, I don't know if I don't remember if Payday is first person or third person, but either way, like an actual like you controlling your character, shooting, running around, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It would be yeah. weird.
1: So interestingly, the uh mobile developer that's taking over is called Popreach. Um and they've had a lot of Um, Experience and taking over free-to-play games and keeping them going. So, it's sort of their specialty I don't think it's it's never really been something that's this like hardcore of a a genre I would say it's always been more like uh, like a matching game or a simulation game or you know something like that, but yeah um, So I think they have that sort of experience to be like we're gonna take over a live services game With the intent of keeping this thing going for years like a, a game as a service, you know, Um, So I think that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, it's going to have to be very, like, similar to Call of Duty Mobile or something like that. Like, they need to have their ducks in a row in terms of, like, running events and running new content Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But we'll see. So their plan is they're going to um, soft launch this game again, a beta version of it later this year, and then a global launch sometime next year. So, anyway, if you're out there, ever played Payday Crime War as part of the soft launch or anything like that, Um, Which I know, actually, a lot of people were into the soft launch version and were really sad when this got shut down. So um, it's kind of cool in a way that it's coming back, but it's very unexpected and very weird story um, that this whole game's development has had. So pretty cool, though. Not expected news for me this week. But anyway. Um, So also this week, um, Microsoft made a big announcement that the xCloud beta it's finally coming to iOS in addition yeah. to PC. I just and, got an uh, email about this just before we started recording. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm in I got invited to the beta yeah. and have tried it out. And um not great so far, not super good impressions <laughs> so far, but they did they were very, very clear with uh, that this is not the final product and it's super duper in beta. And this is like for getting feedback only type stuff or whatever. Yeah. I just got Um, invited to the beta. Yeah. So it, it, it really reminds me of um, when they first rolled it out to Android um, last year. Was that last year? Is that the year that had to be last year? Right. Um, Because it was a similar sort of thing where it was like at the beginning, it was like really laggy and not great or whatever, but it it improved a lot over time and then Mm -hmm. eventually got pretty good. I feel like that's where we're at with this. Um, but uh, what's kind of cool is that Microsoft has taken the initiative of um, adding native touch controls to a bunch of the games, over 50 games. Yeah, we uh, talked
0: about this um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, right? Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so um, I think that's a really good thing that they're doing, that you don't have to have a controller with you at all times or whatever, which is really cool. And then the other big surprise of this announcement is that, um, so obviously we knew the iOS uh, X cloud was going to be done through the browser because that's how Apple's forcing them to do it. Cause they're not going to approve an X cloud app or whatever. And that's yeah. how Stadia is doing it and Luna and whatever else GeForce now. Um, but uh, that's actually how it's going to work on PC too. It's going to be through the browser and um, weird. Microsoft has actually partnered with rainway, rainway is a company that's like that's what they do is like put streaming stuff into browsers they are using their technology or whatever so i thought that was a really interesting dynamic to this whole thing and it makes a lot of sense i'm kind of surprised microsoft didn't just buy rainway um, because it seems like something they would have done but anyway um so i actually tried it out on my phone did the web app thing the web app itself is great i i feel like these these um whatever they're called, like not high performance, uh, rich web apps or whatever the heck they're called. Um, work well as an almost app like experience when you save them to your home screen and stuff like that, they just function. It, it's not that different than an app. Right. Um, and so like the browsing of the, uh, game pass library and stuff like that and getting into and out of games, all that stuff works fine. Um, the, the 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 poor point for me was just the performance of the games they were very very laggy and um stuttery which is just super annoying when every two seconds like the sound and everything is stuttering or whatever um so that was kind of a bummer but like i said it'll probably get better Um, but then i actually connected my xbox controller to my laptop uh, to try it through safari browser on mac um and it worked a lot better that way um and so I actually played MLB the Show, the new MLB the Show, which is on Game Pass, which I think is pretty weird. Yeah, having a Sony game on Xbox. I've heard a lot of good uh,
0: things about that game. Have you filled with it very much or?
1: No, no, no. But my buddy is was in the beta for it and is like in love with it. And um, so I, I just played through. There's a lot of tutorial stuff um, that you can you can skip if you want. But I decided to do it because I haven't played a MLB the Show game ever actually because I've never had a Sony console to play it. But. Um, Yeah. So, uh, but it was cool. So I played it on my laptop for a while and the streaming worked way better there. There was like occasional hitches or whatever, but for the most part it was fine and it looked great. Um, and it, and it worked really well. So was happy about that. Thought it was pretty cool that, you know, if you're traveling or something like that, you can just pop open a browser on your laptop and connect a controller and there you go, play some Xbox. So that's pretty rad. I'm looking forward to the iOS version improving. Um, but anyway, cool that this came out. Um, they're going to just randomly be sending out invites to new to uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. So, um, like you said, you just got an invite, so you, you don't really have to do anything special. They'll just send you an invite, I, I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I feel like I don't did Maybe I did sign up for it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you have to actually sign up for something or not. But anyway. Um, yeah it's super cool um i think this will be probably in the next couple of months they'll sort out all this beta stuff and hopefully roll this thing out for sure or for realsies but uh like it so far happy this is finally happening it feels like it's been taking too too darn long so X Cloud beta should be going sending out invites all through the rest of the month and then some so pretty cool yeah, um, I,
0: I'm st- I'm stoked to see where this stuff goes But it's still just like I don't know
1: You know mm-hmm. so, so
0: many of these console Games are very latency Dependent right like Yeah I don't know
1: very true I think it's going to end up being one of those things Where it's like certain games are going to be perfect And certain games are going to be right. Not Because um, yeah, even like, playing like it will be the show I was like dude You really need perfect timing Like I felt like the timing it might just be Me not being used to it mm-hmm. but I felt like I had to like T- press the swing button a lot earlier than you should have been pressing it. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, things like that. But, um, you know, strategy games or RTSs or something like that would probably be really perfect. And not things like lag won't really matter. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, uh, Apex Legends, the world's worst secret, uh, was announced for mobile sometime back, and we all knew that was coming. Um, however, they... Uh, <clears throat> Oh, and it is being developed by Tencent, actually, with Respawn supervising, which I think is interesting. Um, it was supposed to soft launch last year, but it did not. Um, but they did just announce that it's going to be getting a regional beta this month on Android. Um, no word on anything with iOS or anything like that. But uh, what
0: regional beta. This will. Uh, they say what countries? Uh,
1: I don't believe that they. Oh yeah uh, India and Philippines is where it'll start. And then it'll just slowly roll out from there. So, um, they do say that iOS support will be coming soon and pre-registration. Um, but not quite yet. So also this is going to be officially called apex legends mobile. It's not going to have anything to do with the console or the, uh, uh, PC or console versions, no cross play or anything like that. It's going to be its own thing, have its own battle passes, own unlockables, all that stuff. So, um, I think we've talked about this before several times because all these big franchises keep coming to mobile. Right, and right. Some of them are just another way to play a game, like Fortnite. Um, but some of them are their own thing, like COD Mobile is its own thing with very little cross-connection between the other versions, which I feel like is kind of a missed opportunity. Um, so this will be like that type of thing. It's not going to matter to the other versions of Apex Legends. It's going to be its own version. So whatever. But anyway, so interesting this this works out on mobile
0: seems like a missed opportunity to not just have it be like but i don't think the actual apex games you can play cross platform though can you i don't know i i don't i'm not super xbox and pc but i don't know about anything outside of that
1: that could be that could totally be um I feel like these types of games benefit from being as cross-platform as possible, though. Like, get the biggest player base as possible. But yeah, well, I mean, what... you
0: need you need a ton of people playing so you can have, um, uh, you know, like the instant matchmaking on a hundred hundred person, right? Or however yeah. big the you know actual size yeah, is on exactly. Apex.
1: But... Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Apex Legends Mobile, if you have an Android and you're in India or the Philippines, keep an eye out because there's going to be a beta released and then a uh, rollout from there. Obviously, we will keep tabs on... on. Oh, as, how, Speaking of personally. Xbox stuff, um,
0: did you yeah. also fail to mention that um, as of uh, two days ago, uh, the 21st, uh-huh. uh, the uh, Xbox stuff, like free-to-play things on Xbox mm. Live is uh, actually free-to-play you know
1: yeah i always thought that was kind of weird that if you wanted to play a game like Fortnite that's free to play you couldn't unless you had xbox live gold at least which i thought was kind of weird Um, yeah there's
0: kind of like a weird workaround where like if you had you know like uh i don't know like a a extra xbox in your house that your kids used or something you could like mark that as like the home xbox or something wacky like that i don't remember but really yeah to, to kind of like cheat two xboxes that could right on one account but either way
1: it was it was weird yeah it seems silly especially with like because because warzone's free to play right so like if you wanted to play with warzone on xbox you had to actually have gold which on you know on one hand i feel like most people with xboxes usually have gold right like it's it would be weird to not but i mean it's like there's people out there that don't
0: it's like such a pack-in you know it's like of you know I, i don't know it's It'd be kind of weird to not have it, I think. Yeah, but I I guess an integrated thing.
1: If you're just somebody that buys disc games still and plays a lot of single player stuff or whatever, maybe you don't care. Um, But it is kind of cool that it it seems normal. It seems right. The right way to do it is that if you want to play a game like Warzone that's free anyway, you should be able to play it online with everybody, like you could on on PC or something. So, yeah, interesting, cool. Uh, Moving on. Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, So I guess backing up a little bit, Apple had a big event this week. Um, I actually missed it because it was the exact time they were swapping out all my internet equipment. Um, And I haven't gone... They have a video on demand, and I meant to go back and just watch it because I like watching Apple events, but um, I haven't yet. Uh, I think it was about an hour or so. But anyway, they announced a bunch of stuff. Um, Probably the biggest surprise... Everything else is, like, leaked. They they announced their Air Tags, which are, like, their little tile item tracker type things or whatever. Um, they announced a bunch of new iMacs that come in a range of colors, which is actually pretty cool. Um, although, the colored iMac thing is a very divisive <laughs> topic. Yeah. Some people absolutely hate that there's op- color options for those things. Like, what do you care? You buy the silver one. Buy the black one. Like just...
0: Elect to not buy it. (laughs) Um,
1: And then, uh, yeah, but those had leaked too. They'd been talking about that for a long time. And then um, what else was there? There was, uh, I don't know, a couple other things. But so um, one of the big things, though, a new iPad was expected, but. I don't think anybody expected that it would be an M1 iPad Pro. Yeah. Um Well, I, so, I
0: I mean it was obvious that they're they're using kind of like a unified architecture. I just think that like no one really knew right. how they were like the big question was like how are they going to kind of like brand these?
1: Yeah. Well it's it's just interesting to think about because so everyone made a big deal that Apple was like, oh, they have their own uh, chips for these new computers that they announced mm-hmm. last year or whatever. Um, and their arm chips and like whatever, but like Apple has over a decade of of, of um, experience making their own custom chips for iPhones and iPads, right? Right. And they're always really great chips because they are custom built themselves around them being an iPhone and iPad chip, around the hardware, around whatever. That's why, like, iPhones and iPads always get great battery life and have great performance and outperform pretty much everything else out there that kind of has to rely on, like, you know, off-the-shelf stuff to work with different phones and things like that. So um, because Apple has this really tight integration between their hardware and software and because they design, like, 90% of the components themselves, that's why these devices are always, you know, so tight and, and works well.
0: Yeah, it's um yeah, it was it's interesting. <coughs> What's that? I, I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm excited to see where this
1: goes, you know. Cuz it's yeah. kind, iPads in and kind so, of a weird uh,
0: spot now, I think.
1: Well, it is. And and so um I think everyone just assumed so the iPhone and iPad chip series has always been A series, A4, mm-hmm. A5, A6, whatever. I think we're up to A 14 or something. Um, And then there's, like, variations, too. Like, there'll be, like, the A14X will be in, like, an off-year upgrade for an iPad or something like that. Um, And then, so, the the MacBook versions of these ARM chips that they've been creating for a decade are um, called the M series. The M1 chip is the one that they've released. And the M1 chip is in the new iMacs that they announced this week. And um, so, it's sort of... in my mind, I was like, okay, the M series is like desktop, laptop, computers, like full-blown computers. The right. A series is mobile devices. So it seemed reasonable to think that an iPad would come out and have some new A series chip in it. But that's not the case. It has that same M1 that's in their laptops and uh, desktop computers now. Um, so I thought that was an interesting thing. I think it's Apple planting their flag in the ground being like, hey, the iPad Pro the pro at least, I don't expect this in any other line of, of, of even like the pro phones, I don't think are going to have M one chips, but for the iPad pro, which they bill is like basically a desktop class computer yeah, and they sell their crazy magic keyboards for and stuff. And there's so many ways aside from the software that this thing is essentially a, a computer. Um, so I think that's them saying like, look, this thing's got the same chip that runs our laptops and and desktop computers. It's in the iPad pro because this thing is just a different, slightly different type of computer or whatever. Right. But so all that said, an M one equipped iPad pro should be extremely powerful. (laughs) And so this week, um, the uh, Larian Studios, who created Divinity Original Sin 2, which was first unveiled as coming to the iPad at WWDC last year, the big online event, um, it was sort of just casually thrown in in one of the ses- developer sessions um, about, like, GPUs or, or something like that, where it was just like, oh, there's Divinity Original Sin 2 running on an iPad. Yeah. I guess it's coming to iPad. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so then it, it, after that fact, it got formally announced as, yes, it is coming to iPad. Um, but we haven't heard anything about it since then. Um, so the developer of the original game, Larian Studios, um, tweeted out that R- Divinity Original Sin 2 on the M1 iPad Pro uh, will be the entire experience without compromise. Um, and they say that means 60 frames per second. And for the first time on a mobile device, local co-op, which is kind of crazy to think about because the iPad Pro comes in that gigantic right. 13-inch version or whatever, Um so you can actually play a split-screen, same-device, local multiplayer with this game. Yeah, on that those blows my mind. IPads.
0: Like, that's seems So, really like, cool.
1: that means it's it's effectively, like, rendering the game twice on the same screen. Like, that's, that's gnarly. And Divinity Original Sin 2, I think, came out in 2017. It's, like, a fairly recent game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it's running on an iPad at all is pretty nuts. But then... To see it running, and they, they posted a little clip showing off the same device multiplayer. Um, it's, it's rendering the game twice on the same screen, which I think is nuts. So, anyway, thought it was a cool little tidbit. Cool little reason to uh, post about this port again, since everyone is so excited for it. Unfortunately, they do not have anything um, about, like, a release date or anything like that. But I think we might hear about this again at WWDC in June. And... Um, they did reveal, which I don't know if they had said this before, but the um, iPad port is actually being uh, done by a, a third-party company called El, Elverils, um, so I thought that was interesting too, but huh. they say they'll have more to share soon, and uh, pretty cool to think about these M1 iPads. I don't, I'm not an iPad person. Like I've occasionally thought, like, man, it'd be cool to have an iPad for this reason or that reason or whatever. And then these brand new ones come out and it's like tempting, but they're like Mm. laptop desktop pricing. That's the thing too, like Like
0: they're expensive.
1: (laughs) I mean, they start out the very base model, I think is like 800 bucks. And then it just goes up from there. I think the maxed out one is like 2,500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, man, if I was a big time iPad person, maybe you can justify spending that if you really need the power for something. But as just wanting an iPad for like casual use, I'd probably be better off getting up one one of the the no subtitle iPad, the regular old yeah. iPad that they they released last year would probably suit my fine.
0: Yeah, it's um, I don't know, kind of crazy. It's, it's it's weird to think that like twenty five hundred bucks will get you like a pretty fucking well spec'd out MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, I know. Or an an iPad. Crazier yet, like, I, what I think would be really cool to see with these is, um, like, so Apple has said that they're not going to allow you to run, like, Mac OS on these on the go, right? Like, that's, that's, Mm -hmm. it's an iOS device and everything else. But, like, what would make me really excited to spring for one of these is if it was, like, when you're on the go, it's, you know, uh, iOS. You know, it's an iPad that you know and use everything else. But then like, you know, if you dock it at home, Mm -hmm. it's like a a Mac, you know, like that would I would already have bought one of these if it did that.
1: I wonder if there's something you can do, like if you had a Mac Mini that like, you know, when you're at home, it's it's docked. And then your iPad is your screen to your Mac Mini and keyboard to your Mac Mini. And it runs Mac OS or whatever. But then it's also still an iPad when you want it to be. And then maybe even when you're out and about, you can remote. Into the iPad Mini to run macOS when you need to, or I mean, something you just like that. Do that
0: with like remote desktop, I guess, but it's it's yeah. kind of a, a clunky.
1: Kind yeah, of no, thing. I agree. I don't see the. I I wish they would just relent on this. At least give people an option. I don't see the problem with running macOS on an iPad, especially yeah. when they have decked it out with all these these accessories that make it a, a laptop.
0: I, I mean, see, so. like this is the kind of thing that like really is has been getting under my skin with like Apple stuff is that like they sell these yeah. products that are like so expensive. I mean like, th- you know, these are like major purchases, right? right and then they right. like basically dictate like exactly how you're allowed to use them and like what kind of stuff, you know, you're able to do and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it just, um, I don't know. It seems shitty to me, I guess. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. Cause like anywho, particularly,
0: you know, I, I, I bet that under the hood, like the difference between like a, the M1, i Ima- the M1 iPad and the M1 iMac is minimal.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Yeah. There's no real reason it shouldn't work except that they don't want you to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anywho, moving on. Cause we're, uh, still got some things to cover and we're running short on time. Uh, Homeworld mobile got a new trailer this week and they're still taking signups for their invite only beta testing, which they've been doing for like a year now. It feels like, um, it was kind of funny looking back that, uh, Randy Pitchford actually vaguely hinted that they would maybe bring mobile, um, homeworld to mobile, um, back in like 2013. I think when, uh, when THQ or whatever went, went belly up and they picked up the rights to the game, um, but it was actually twenty nineteen when they officially announced um, at during Pax West that there would actually be a homeworld mobile game. Um and since then, there's been kind of um, not a ton of info on this, but we know it's been in the works. And so um, this tells me they've they've done a new trailer and done a big push for signing up for their their beta testing. Um, this tells me they're getting kind of close. So yeah, I'm not think, a big homeworld fan or anything about this like at that, all. but I know a lot of people are excited for it, and the trailers are worth watching, even if you don't care about this game, because uh, they're really impressive. This is a pretty-looking game, so check it out if you haven't yet, and be sure to go to their website and sign up for possibility of doing beta testing if you're interested in the whole homeworld thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of beta testing, or I guess closed alpha testing, Diablo Immortal is doing another um, alpha test like they did uh, I think it was last year How is They this did like a technical test
0: Like in my brain <laughs> this game yet. exists as like oh it came <laughs> out and everyone yeah. you know, Either liked know. it or didn't like it And they just kind of I don't know
1: Yeah I agree I feel like it went Underground for a year because the reception To it was so poor in the beginning But now I feel like everybody is just like Okay we're fine with there Being a mobile Diablo we got over it And now we just want it right But, um, no, Blizzard's not known to, uh, to rush things. So they're going to take as long as they damn well want to, to make this game. But anyway, so I actually had the beta of the last time they did the beta and it was a time limited thing. I think it went on for like two weeks or something, um, and played around with it. Not as much as I wanted, but enough to know that it didn't float my boat. It was whatever. It didn't feel especially different to me than your average free-to-play hack-and-slash RPG, right? And there's a million of them, so take your pick. Uh, The fact that this one was Diablo officially didn't really mean a whole lot to me. Um, That said, the reception around the internet seemed to be pretty positive towards it, which I always thought was really interesting. It's like, is it positive just because it's Diablo? and you actually tried an action RPG on your phone, yeah. and, and realized that it actually works well. or I mean I, I think you know what I mean? It's like the
0: same phenomenon that um, th- yeah, that ha- happened like League of Legends Wild Rift where you know people that were like the hardcore players were like,, what kind of dummy would play uh, you know a real game on their idiot phone yeah. like this? And they tried yeah, it and yeah, like, yeah. oh, hey, this is actually pretty cool.
1: Oh, this is awesome! Oh, hey, I could have been playing this for the last five years and as Arena of Valor. Cool. Yeah, 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 um, yeah same sort of thing with Diablo, where it's like there's a lot of excellent free-to-play action RPGs of this type out there. If you mm-hmm. love loot and you love hacking and slashing, like dude, you're covered in so many different ways. But not none of them are actual Diablo, so this one is. So maybe that's just the difference. But yeah, I mean, like um, for me, I don't know that you
0: know, I I kind of really like Wild Rift because it's kind of like the real like brand name. Game yeah. that you should be playing. That does not, make a difference. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I could see myself getting more into Diablo than the you know yeah. various. Not I don't. I don't want to call them knockoffs because it's just you know Diablo did piss on the entire action RPG genre. But I don't know. There's just <laughs> something about playing a Diablo game. I guess you know.
1: Right, 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 right. Um, so anyway, as far as this newest beta test, or they're calling it an alpha test. Um, it's Android only, and it's Australia only. Um, but it does have – they've announced a lot of new content compared to the last beta, um, including a new class and uh, a lot of new areas and new items and all that good stuff. And then they also broke down their, their PVP um, plans for the game, which was something that wasn't really uh, going during the last beta. So um, there's a link to the Google Play Store. You can actually um, pre-register for it if you want. And then if you're in Australia, I guess – you can uh, try and get in on the beta, but um, uh, I they sent me another test flight for this version too, so it's like, okay, I guess we'll play it again and see if my mind has changed or not. Yeah. Um, at least this one should be running for like a month this time, so I'll have a little more time to uh, explore it or whatever. But still, no release date or anything like that. And um, who knows when the thing will actually come out? It's Blizzard. It could be years. Yeah, I'm, I'm it could really be months. Surprised that this isn't out yet. right me too i don't know uh so we hinted at this earlier but ea announced a new battlefield game for mobile uh and it's supposed to be a full-blown actual real deal for real z's battlefield game um but on the go not a surprise at all because i feel like battlefield is always kind of like in the mix with like call of duty in terms of like giant first person shooter Military-based, yeah, uh, brands, You know,
0: I mean, I, I feel <laughs> like this this had to just been like someone someone high up at EA being like, uh, have you guys seen this fucking Call of Duty game on phones? Like,
1: why don't we have a yeah. Battlefield game? Why haven't we done that?" Totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this will be um, this will be its own thing, kind of like Apex Legends. It's going to be Battlefield Mobile, not connected to the console games at all. It's going to be its own thing with its own set of of progress and stuff like that. Um. So no cross play or whatever, but uh, they're hoping to launch this thing sometime next year. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's not too late for Battlefield, right? Because uh, Call of Duty Mobiles run in circles around y'all. I
0: don't know. There's, there's people that really like the different franchises and stuff. I think they appeal to different demographics and stuff.
1: I'm... Totally. I get it. And, yeah, if you're a big-time Battlefield fan, you've probably been bombed, being like, why, is, why is COD have such a good mobile version? Well,
0: more <laughs> accurately, if you're a big hardcore battlefield fan, you probably think that mobile games are for babies and you don't.
1: That's true too. That's true too. Although I do have to say how surprising, how surprising it was how well received call of duty mobile has been. Yeah. Uh, lots of real, you know, people that probably sh- usually would shit on mobile gaming think it's really good and play it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it is really good. I mean, anyway, um, so we handed it this earlier too. runescape is finally launching on ios and android this june pre-orders are available for both right now and um, there's a bunch of pre-order there's a bunch of unlockable rewards based on how many people sign up for the pre-registration and pre-ordering so if you want to get some exclusive gear you should tell everyone you know to go pre-order for this thing um but like you mentioned the uh the, the world of RuneScape coming to mobile was announced way back in
0: 2017. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Like, when did they send me to that RuneFest thing? Was that like 2019 or whatever?
1: I think it was 2018, 2018. Um, because old school RuneScape came out in 2018. Okay. And so I think it was just prior to that that you went to the RuneFest or whatever. Yeah, so they, uh,
0: they flew me out to this really, really <clears throat> super deeper cool event. I would love to go back to another one. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, that was the thing. I was like, hey, check it out. Fucking RuneScape on mobile. Like, you know, not only yeah. not only are we bringing old school RuneScape, which I actually yeah. don't really know which one's more popular between the two. But um, I think RuneScape. Like, like, not only are we bringing old school RuneScape, but we're also bringing, like, the modern current RuneScape. Yeah. And cooler yet, like, you just log in with your account. Like, it's all... all the same like you know there's no like oh this is the you know you're in the mobile silo over here and like the real games over here like to me this this is like how mmorpgs need to be done like this sets the precedent to me like this this is the new normal that i'd like to see because the game lives online where you play it doesn't matter it's like really fucking cool how um Mm -hmm. you just log in i mean like i think i would actually still be into world of warcraft if it was like you don't need to be sitting at your computer. Like if you want, you can just load up on your iPad or, you know, like yeah, whatever else. And, yeah. and, um, you know, like, sure. There's probably, it, so I don't, I'm what's weird about me and RuneScape is I really enjoy watching RuneScape streams and listening to RuneScape yeah. podcasts, but I do not play the game at all. Right. Yeah. Like, Cause it's just like <laughs> one of those things where it's like a lot like Eve online and that like, yeah. I really appreciate the game. I think it's really cool. The stuff that happens in yeah. it's super cool, but I just like do not have the time to do those things myself, but I'm more right. than happy to like listen to stories and you know watch other yeah. people and you know kind of follow yeah. along. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird to be like such a fan of something that I like don't
1: play myself, like particularly when yeah I just could. I don't know. But well, so the funny thing too is like, um, RuneScape turned twenty this year. It came out in two thousand one, and uh, the new one originally or was one. like what's that new well runescape RuneScape classic Okay. um, but i mean runescape itself it's essentially the same game you know and so um besides you know aside from from splitting off into old school runescape in in 2013 yeah um it's just been the same game that keeps getting built on and improved and stuff ever since 2001 and i actually i i think we i posted about it somewhere but i couldn't find it but um there was a uh there was, like, a, a quest line that spanned oh, yeah. I, from, like, 2002 or something like that that just finished up, like, within the last couple years or something yeah. like that. It was, like, a 17-year payoff for this one specific quest line, which I thought was, like, dude, what other game can has something like that? You know what I mean? Like, right. very few games, even these games as services or, or online games or whatever, are 20 years old. Like, that's nuts. So, um, that's kind of a neat aspect of RuneScape or whatever. But... Um, they released a new trailer and, uh, announcing the, uh, release date and stuff like that. And, uh, it looks super good. I think it'll be a really good experience on mobile. And I think anybody that's not into the old school flavor of RuneScape will really get into this one. Um, cause it's full RuneScape just on your phone or iPad. Yeah.
0: So. I, although I don't know. I, I kind of think that the, uh, personally, I think the old school one is a little cooler cause it's like, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to play a modern, mmo you're mm-hmm. probably better off playing i don't know like, i think you're better off playing world of warcraft but if you want to play mm-hmm. like a really 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 fucking cool like old school style mmo yeah i think it, there's nothing that beats old school runescape yeah but yeah i don't know and it's that, that could just, r- i just am not super into like like runescape to me is like fallen in runescape proper or whatever we're calling like the non-old school one it's just mm-hmm. kind of like fallen into this um Sort of like, and I don't know. Uh, this sounds nasty, but I don't mean to be like this second tier MMO with like Lord of the Rings oh. Online and like all these other oh. kind
1: of like <laughs>
0: MMOs that are good, but just like aren't as big as World of Warcraft. I guess you you're know? just
1: in, you're just into the mainstream stuff, man. Oh, you're maybe. just so mainstream. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. yeah. I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I get what you're saying.
0: I don't know. I, I appreciate all these games. I just like, like to me, if I was gonna. If I was going to play a modern MMO, I get back to World of Warcraft. I want to play an old school MMO. I would get into old school RuneScape. Instead, I just listen to podcasts right. about all these things. because I just don't have time yeah, to play any of yeah. them.
1: Let, let somebody else do the work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, cool that RuneScape will be launching in June. Um, pre-order if you care about this sort of thing. Unlock the free rewards stuff. And uh, iOS or Android, the, the actual release date says June 17th. Although... That's just the expected release date on the iOS app store, which has to be there. Um, they've only vaguely said this summer. So I feel like that date could change either forward or backwards. But yeah. anyway, as of right now around mid June should be the launch of this. So, and then the uh, last couple things I had to talk about this week. Uh, I just wanted to point to um, the two interviews that Mikhail did. The uh, Fantasian people Um, the first one we posted last Friday, it's, um, the, an interview with Jessica Chavez, who's like the localization specialist who localized Fantasian for, uh, Western audiences, but has also, um, been localizing games for years and years and years, tons of, of really popular games and, um, really good interview as somebody who me personally was like, what do I care about this sort of stuff? I read yeah, this interview yeah. and found it really interesting and lots of funny tidbits. And, um, you know, she's, she's a really well-respected person in the industry or whatever. So definitely give that one a read. And then on Monday we actually posted, um, uh, our interview with Hironobu Sakaguchi, who's the, uh, main creator of final fantasy and the guy who started Mistwalker that created Fantasian and stuff like that. And, um, same sort of deal I mean, I feel like Sakaguchi's like the money name of like, oh, Final Fantasy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you sort of expect this to be like a big deal interview or whatever. But don't sleep on the Jessica Chavez interview because it's super good too. But um, same thing with this interview, tons of interesting info. Uh, I well don't really the buy the, the the you know the no plans before Apple Arcade thing, but that's just the conspiracy. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say because Apple's dump truck of money. It's so infinite that who's to say that they didn't write enough zeros where they were like, fucking whatever. Well, it'll be Apple Arcade only. I don't care. This is more money we'd ever make on every platform combined. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So it's like it wouldn't surprise me to see this thing never leave Apple Arcade. um, But it also wouldn't surprise me to see – I mean he essentially says the entire thing was funded by Apple. So – Kind of a crazy thing. I, I, I feel like it would be strange for this not to show up on other platforms and kind of a shame because that means a lot of people, as popular as Apple Arcade is and as well received as it is and stuff like that, there's certainly people that will never touch an Apple thing and certainly never an Apple yeah. gaming subscription thing. You know what I mean? So there's like a huge audience of people out there that won't get to experience what is a really good game. Um, by having it be Apple arcade only, but I mean, such as life. I mean, if you were the same way with Nintendo stuff, you would never get to play a Mario game, right. right. You know, or, or a Zelda game. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I, I, I both I'm 50, 50 on, on if I'd be surprised if it goes to other platforms or doesn't, I would, I'd say e- either are equally viable. So, or equally possible, I guess. So anyway, but just want to point those out. If you haven't read those interviews yet. They're both very interesting and worth seeking out. Um, and then actually later today, when we're done recording, actually, um, did a, an interview with the clap hands people who did like the hotshots golf series and stuff like that. And they just released, um, basically hotshots golf, but for Apple arcade, um, when they did that big Apple arcade update a few weeks ago. So, Um, He's got an interview with them, which should be really interesting, too. So that should go up after the podcast. I'll link to it in the show notes, even though we don't have it on on the show to talk about. But um, lots of cool interviews happening lately and uh, the first two these fantasian ones were very well received so it might actually make an effort to do more interviews i feel sure. like in the past it's always this sort of thing takes a lot of work mm-hmm. for the zero payoff cuz like two people read it or whatever yeah, and the, um, the
0: problem too is like when they uh, like when they're doing like a media tour and offering interviews and stuff it's like you put all this work into it and then it's like oh shit okay we paid directly into that like we hit all 12 talking points in a basically the yes. exact same article is like Every other person. We
1: did. We did PR for them for free, yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, these interviews, I don't think took that. Don't feel that way at all. Um, so, we'll see. Maybe something to do more of in the future, or maybe not. But anyway, I think we're up against the time threshold here. At least I know I gotta go. Yeah, I got be. um, <clears throat> Been drinking my so two we'll liter rap. of soda. Uh, you got your mountain lightning yeah. shooting through you like lightning. Yeah. My yellow five.
0: I got to get my hit. My hit of yellow five for the day.
1: Yellow five. The Ultimately, what will be your demise is the yellow five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, thanks you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through you guys, our listeners, and our viewers and our readers. So. If you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And uh, if you're going to do that, buy like a thousand microwaves or something like that. Um, Also, you can do uh, with no time for game club chilling this week, unfortunately. But uh, check out a free trial of game club through the uh, banner on our front page. Um, either ios or android you can do 30 days free trial for the best gaming subscription service out there even better better than apple arcade oh yeah you can put that on the box uh so with all that thanks again for listening and we'll be back with another episode of the touch arcade show next week
0: see ya